0: Meeting people face-to-face is very different to just over Zoom, but you do need to ask yourself some questions because as business owners, we're busy, we need to make sure that we've got a great return on investment for our time. That's the greatest asset that we have
1: Hello, and welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast, Thursday edition. I'm your host, Tim Hyde, and joined, as always, by the lovely Samantha Riley. Hey, Sam.
0: Hey. So it's not me that just tw- trips over my tongue when I do the intros. I might have to put that intro at the back as a bit of a, uh, <laughs> 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 what do you call them, outtakes? <laughs> blooper reel. Blooper reel. We might have to put your intro in the blooper reel at the end. <laughs> hey,
1: look, it's early. In my defense, is is early.
0: It is we are recording extremely early, but that's what happens when you're busy people.
1: That's right. We've got to fit it in where you can. Absolutely. Now, today's episode, we're going to do a bit of a QA and a episode. And of course, we would love to hear your questions. So if you've got any for a future Q&A episode, please send them in. We'd love to hear from you and answer your questions live. But we've got a couple of interesting ones this week, Sam. Um, some obvious, well, seemingly obvious.
0: Well, yeah, it was a little bit interesting because I think context always plays a big role in these questions. <laughs> so, when you gave me the first question and left out the context, I gave a very different answer to the, the answer I gave when I heard the whole email. But it is talking about email. Why don't you throw out the question?
1: So, my good friend Selena Bugden, who's one of my referral partners at Exceed Your Accountants, sent an email in and said, Hey, Tim, like, you know, what's a good time? To turn around email, right? It seems that these days there's so much sales, so much expectation, and it's out of control what people expect, right? Almost as if they should snap their fingers and have you at their beck and call every second. I swear, if you don't answer an email within a few hours, all hell breaks loose. Now I remember this back from my project management days, right? That someone would send an email, and literally I would have to go and chase the expect the escalations within <laughs> within which, whichever organisation structure. And it's still the same. I think that people have such expectation around. I guess this idea that email is an immediate form of communication. What are your thoughts on that?
0: I think that's where the problem is, is that we think that because you're sending an email and it's going as soon as you hit the send, that you expect something back as quick. So we're talking about here, you know, when people are expecting a response, let's think about it. Unless you're in a business where you only have one client that's paying you enough to keep your whole business running, you cannot send out replies to emails as soon as they come in because my guess is that you, as you're listening, have a little more than one client and you're not sitting there waiting for that one client to email you.
1: (laughs) Probably more than one email as well. I know that, you know, some of my days where I'm, I'm literally back-to-back calls with clients, you know, from 7 a.m. in the morning where I'm doing a podcast, you know, through to 5 p.m. Or, or something where I might have to duck off to do rugby training. I'll get back to the office at 6.30 at night and there'll be a, a ton of emails there. Right? And that's not unusual for me. And I know it's not unusual for many of our listeners to be caught up with clients where you might be in a, you know, if you've got a full day consultation with a client, you know, you're not going to suddenly stop and go and check everyone else's emails while you're doing that. I think this comes back to actually setting expectations with your clients. as part of your onboarding process.
0: That's exactly what I was going to say. It's all in the expectation. So setting the boundaries or the expectations right up front.
1: And even when someone emails you through the contact form of your website before they're a client, right? Set some expectations around how quickly you respond. If I was to write a physical letter to someone, right, I wouldn't respect, expect a response straight away. Right? Email is a little bit faster. Right? Online chat, a little bit faster again, phone call. Right? <laughs> Almost immediate, right? If you have that long silence at the other end, you're like, are you still there? <laughs>
0: right?
1: But email, again, is one of those slower forms of communication. So if you're finding, like Selena, is that, that you are setting expectations or you're not setting expectations and people do expect an immediate response definitely start to say you know you could use an out-of-office message to say hey look i can not check my email twice a day or get into a habit of, of only re- responding twice a day your client will very quickly learn how fast you respond
0: well you gave me a good idea before we started recording you said well why don't we have that out of office that or the automatic reply that says I usually respond to my emails within 24 to 48 hours. Yeah,
1: if it's urgent, please call me.
0: Or you can expect a response in 24 to 48 hours if it's urgent, you know, give a different email address for someone else that's not you. I think that's something I haven't done, but that's something I could potentially consider doing. I think that's a really great way to set boundaries. And I know that I've spoken about boundaries quite a few times, but I'm a big believer that if we don't set boundaries, then... That's where the issues come in. That's where the problems come in because people don't know what to expect.
1: Yeah. And I think if I have sent you an email, why aren't you replying? You know, this is important. Really? How important was it? But you do have to manage those expectations. And if you're not doing it, you create that void and your customer or prospect um, feels like they're not being heard. And that's where problems start to arise.
0: Totally. Totally. Awesome. Question number two. This is one that you had come in as well. Yeah, okay. I haven't put these in. I've put these in. <laughs> I'll let you read this one out. So
1: this one, this is another one. Okay, so I've been in, this is not a, a listener question, but I've been in a pod for about 18 months now. Now, for the those of us who don't know what a pod is, a pod is a, a loose collaboration of other business owners who agree to, you know, comment and like and share your content and you do the same with theirs. Now, one of my big and active pods that I've been involved with for some time now, I guess the owner of that pod, the organiser, has decided to bring that internally uh, just to exclusively her client. So I got booted out of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> honestly, this week, and I'm like, I wasn't, you know, I didn't see it coming. Um, I did have a conversation with her beforehand. So I knew was I, I did know it was coming, but I didn't know when this thing was going to happen and of course my team has reached out and said oh oh my god our you know our our, no one's commenting on our stuff anymore and you know engagement for our our content's going down and they're all they're all panicking and of course they're like well what do we do next and the office monthly was well let's just go and find the people we want to do you know have a pod with and create our own pod because you and i have done previously sam but what's your thoughts on this if you lose access to one of the marketing channels that otherwise gives you lots of exposure. What do you, what would your advice be?
0: Well, in this instance, you haven't actually lost exposure in a particular marketing channel because you've only lost exposure with the people that you're connected with. So the first thing I would be doing is going to those posts and connecting with those people and seeing if they wanted to start a new pod. To me, it's about how fast can you come up with an answer to this and if the owner has excluded you or changed the goalpost, that's fine. Just, you know, take a breath and go back to those people because you are I'm guessing you're not going to be the only one that has been excluded from the pod.
1: Not at all. Not at all. I suspect
0: lots of people have. So there's going to be lots of people that are in exactly the same boat. So I would be going and you know who they are because they're commenting on your posts. It could also be a really good opportunity to have a bit of a freshen up and find some new people because you don't always want the same people commenting on your posts all the time. So I think it's a great opportunity to actually reach out and network and find some new people to connect with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And look, not not a hard question to have. Find people who have your network. Right? Do the same or similar things to you, but don't 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 do what you do, and just say, "Hey, you open to uh, collaborating?" And really, isn't it it's
0: creating a win-win situation?
1: A win-win relationship.
0: It's all about the win-win.
1: That's right. Okay, now this is one that you had that we uh, got <laughs> a bit of a chuckle about. We
0: did have a bit of a chuckle about this. Heaven
1: forbid you have to leave the Northern Beaches. <laughs>
0: Which is something I don't do very often.
1: (laughs) Okay, so this is one. You got invited to – this is going back a little bit. This was. But you were invited to a face-to-face networking event and wrestled with the question about whether you should go to that event or not. Now, at the time, it was out in Liverpool at 8 a.m. in the morning. Um,
0: Oh, no, it was 7 So early. It was going to be a super early start. 7am.
1: Okay. Well, 7am. So
0: for anyone that doesn't know that this is going to be like a, a probably a three to four hour round trip each week.
1: Yeah. So you've probably got at least an hour and a half of driving through Sydney traffic at that time of morning. I know you wrestled with the question about whether you should go or not. Now you decided that you would. So let's unpack that thought process and why you went and why, in this case, you didn't find it valuable.
0: Absolutely. So I always think that we should not just shut down things because they're always uncomfortable. So my idea was, I've been invited to a networking event because someone specifically gave me an opportunity that would have been very valuable in my business, access to huge amount of people that were out of this. And she said, hey, look, I run a networking event. Why don't you come? and we'll meet and discuss the opportunity. Okay,
1: now it was meeting at the networking event, right?
0: It was meeting at the networking event. So it wasn't specifically come to the networking event to network, it was let's meet at the networking event to discuss the opportunity that I've just put in front of you, which was very valuable. So for me, the three hour round trip was definitely worth it to go to discuss this opportunity. That's the actual answer. (laughs) What happened next was that opportunity wasn't discussed and she decided that maybe the opportunity should be, would you like to come to this networking event every week?
1: And now join.
0: Well, that was a very different question, That Then the answer to that one was, no, I do not want to do a three to four hour round trip each week to drive somewhere when I can get on Zoom and connect with someone. I could connect with, you know, 10 people one-on-one in that time that I would be in the car. So it was not valuable anymore. I would
1: have thought that would be a fantastic opportunity to listen to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Sam.
0: Look, you're right, when I am in the car, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I call my car the moving university. I have called it that for a long time. But at the same time, I'd rather actually just listen to a podcast on a walk rather than in Sydney morning traffic. Not fun. So you do need to think, who is at the event? Is this event likely to, you know, get me referrals? For me, the people that were in this networking event were not in industries that were, you know, compatible with what I do. And most of them were local-based business out in an area that, you know.
1: You don't do a lot of business.
0: I have a global business, so I'm not a local Liverpool business, so not as fruitful for me.
1: Yep. Okay. I think I think good questions to ask yourself as you go for it, and going. Okay. First one was, what else am I doing at 7 a.m. that could be generating the business? Now, if you're just sleeping in, that's and you value that, that's fine. But yeah, definitely think about you know because I do, as you know, I do a lot of face-to-face networking events. Luckily enough, the drive in Canberra is is you know rarely greater than 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, big difference. <laughs>
1: but i do a lot of face-to-face networking things because i get a lot of i guess other things from that as well right so i get a lot of energy from other people being face-to-face and and sharing ideas and thoughts with other business owners and just being in their space but you do have to look at it from a business opportunity perspective you know what am i going to get from this who else is going to be in the room and you know, I think that almost the pretense of getting you into that space was actually a very good question, that if you are going to invite someone into a networking event that you're involved with, when you start to reach out to your network, don't just invite them randomly. Go and say, hey, look, I know, Sam, that there's someone here I think you could do business with. Why don't you come along? I'd love to introduce you to them. I see a lot of referrals being passed for people in the same city. i well, why don't you bring them together? in the same space have a breakfast, and you might find that's more effective a way of introducing people.
0: Totally. You need to know who your ideal clients are. You need to know who your ideal referral partners are. And in actual fact, I'm not against networking events. I think networking events are fabulous because meeting people face-to-face is very different to just over Zoom. But you do need to ask yourself some questions because as business owners, we're busy. We need to make sure that we've got a great return on investment for our time. That's the greatest asset that we have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, the last one, this is a little bit left field, but I know you've been off the wine for, that's almost a month now, isn't it?
0: No, no, it would be since Christmas. Since Christmas. Okay, so three, four months. So in that time, there has been, you know, birthday and a couple of little, you know, times where I've had a couple of drinks. But generally, yeah, I have been off the alcohol. We were also talking about a friend of yours that has dropped caffeine. And I also had dropped caffeine about four years ago with a very similar story to what you suggested. And that was, you know, as we get stressed, we have these crutches that we reach out to. And for me, it was coffee, the same as your friend, And it took me a little while to realize that the more coffee I had, the more tired I was getting, which I'd never heard that conversation before. Most people think you have coffee and it perks you up. What it was doing to me was making me absolutely exhausted. And because it happened gradually over time, I didn't realize this was happening. So I decided to go cold turkey on caffeine and it was the best thing I ever did because now I have this energy that is, you know. More sustainable. Sustained over the day, thanks for filling in my words there uh rather than these peaks and troughs, and alcohol is the same. I just not that I was you know drinking huge, copious quantities of alcohol every night, but I'm just finding that I have the clarity i'm getting you know my sleep's a lot better I've got more energy it's been fantastic
1: interesting observation how and I think the word you used there was crutch we often i think as business owners because we you know we have to deal with so much that we often turn to, you know, things, you know, I'll just have a beer at the end of the day or a wine at the end of the day to unwind and, you know, how nice is that? But we don't realise how, I guess, <laughs> the word that comes to mind is insidious. It just sort of creeps in and actually reduces our ability to function at peak efficiency. Coffee's one of those, you know, my friend, when he mentioned it, said he, he felt like that whilst he had that immediate pickup from his three or four coffees in the morning, that it was effectively almost stealing hours from the end of the day and stacking them at the beginning. And so by the end of the day, he was not operating very efficiently at all. It's interesting to hear you make the same observations as well. And also with alcohol, you know, being off alcohol, that your mental clarity, you're sleeping better, your mental clarity and faculties are more on point, you're making better decisions and quicker decisions, which I've seen the growth of your business over the last. You know eight months and you know even the trajectory it's taken off this year has been incredible and this is i think some things that we often don't think about when we are business owners because we don't often listen to our body
0: absolutely i love that word insidious because it does it creeps in and you just don't know it's there because it does happen slowly over time and it's sometimes you don't notice when these things are happening it's not until you take them away that you realize and for me you know no caffeine and no alcohol i sleep like so soundly and when i wake up it's like i'm awake now there's none of this you know grogginess in the morning or you know slowly getting into the day it's like i'm sleeping and now i'm on so definitely noticing this but i think that if we're talking about this you know how is what we're doing affecting our stress i think we also need to think about food choices when we eat Especially listening to our body because we're all different. You know, I'm not sitting here saying don't drink alcohol or don't drink coffee. That's not what I'm saying at all. For me, it was great. For other people, it might not be so great, but definitely really starting to understand how to listen to your body and how your body reacts to different, you know, food or when you eat. You know, yesterday, Leon and I didn't eat in the afternoon. And I can tell you, like, late in the afternoon, I was hangry. I was not a nice person to be around. And I just said to him, I need to eat because I wasn't even hungry, but I noticed that I got very hangry.
1: (laughs) Well, lucky he didn't suggest it, then he had his head bitten (laughs)
0: off. He kind of suggested it from around the corner. He just sort of put out a little feather, (laughs) a little white flag. Did you you eat
1: lunch today? (laughs) But it's I think it's really important, and, and I did the same thing. I um I didn't get a great night's sleep last night. I was up for a few hours, and by the middle of the day, I was I could tell that I was in a bit of a fog. And reached out to a client that I had. and I said, look, I need to postpone our meeting. I'm not, gonna, um I don't think I can serve you the best right um, right now. And I, I ducked in and had a, a sleep for 45 minutes. Broke up, felt absolute ton better. And and like you say, because I don't drink coffee, and I've cut down my alcohol intake significantly as well. I might have you know, once or twice a week, I'll have a drink, but that's about it. And I find that in the mornings, I I can be awake and (laughs) with the exception of the blooper reel this morning, (laughs) in front of the microphone.
0: In all fairness, that lasted only a few seconds.
1: (laughs) In front of the microphone within 10 minutes and operating. You know, luckily enough, I don't have a lot of hair to take care of (laughs) and make look presentable. (laughs) This is as good as it gets. Uh, But You know, that ability to switch on immediately when you need to and then recognise when you need to switch off, I think is a very important skill that we need to cultivate as business owners.
0: Yeah, totally. When do you need to step away from your desk and go for a walk? When do you need to go to the gym and have a workout? When do you need to go and have a 20-minute nap? All of these things, you know, here's the thing. We got into business because we wanted the ability to, to be able to have the choice to do these things, right?
1: to not to do all those things.
0: And then what happens is we can get caught up in almost doing the opposite, working more. So be really, really aware of how these seemingly small things can affect our productivity. And don't beat yourself up for going to have a 20-minute nap or just, you know, if you're really struggling with your creativity, sitting in front of your laptop for the next three hours and just staring at it isn't helpful. You're better off to shut it and go for a walk for an hour and come back and get a good two hours of work. So start to think about what could I do differently to really make sure that I'm showing up with clarity, great productivity, you know, feeling great so that you can do the best work possible and serve your clients and your audience in the best way possible. Yeah,
1: absolutely. The great thing about being in business for yourself is that you get to control it.
0: Absolutely.
1: As much as we think that our clients control our calendar, it is not the case at all. We allow them to be in it. And they don't have to be.
0: Absolutely. Well, that goes back right to the very first question, the email turnaround time. I think that if there was a theme here, it's we are in control of our business. We're in control of how we show up. And it feels better when we are able to control that. Things start to feel really yuck and you start to resent things that are happening when you allow other people to control you. So that would be my theme from the episode that I've picked up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sam, thank you for joining us today. Sam, a great insight there. And and I think that's one that we need to, we should almost write on a bit of post-it note and stick it to the computer to remind us "says you control your day, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: Guys, thank you for joining us on the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast today. If you've liked today's episode, please like, share, comment uh on all good podcasting channels. And of course, jump over on over to our Facebook community, the Thought Leaders Business Lab Podcast community on Facebook. You'll find this episode and all the others and a bunch of awesome business owners there, all collaborating and fighting the good fight that you go through every single day. Sam, thanks again for joining us.
0: Thanks, Tim. And thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure to hang out with you in your earbuds again today. Ciao, ciao. Today's episode may be over, but let's continue the conversation. Head on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and connect with other entrepreneurs who are building and scaling their business too. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.